0: Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, sibling rivalry. Luis brings this case against his older sister, Alejandra. They currently live with their parents and share a car to get to school and work. Luis claims that his sister prioritizes giving rides to her boyfriend over rides to her brother, leaving Luis lugging around art supplies on the city bus system. Alejandra says Luis refuses rides and then pouts over it. Who is right? Who is wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom.
1: Hello, and welcome once again to Car Justice Talk. I'm Judge John Hodgman. That's uh, Bailiff Jesse Thorne, worthy podcast friends. And even though Ira Glass punches Jordan Morris in his pretty mouth every time we say it, this is MaximumFun.org. And remember, don't judge like my brother and don't Judge, like my brother, even though I'm an only child. Jesse, uh, swear him in while I work out the copyright issues on this song.
0: (laughs) Please (laughs) rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? Uh, Yes, I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he has a chauffeur, and not just any chauffeur, but... A chimp chauffeur with a little chauffeur outfit and the whole nine yards. Even more so. Alejandra?
2: Yeah, I'm all about it. Let's do it.
0: Very well. Judge Hodgman?
1: And so we begin our gradual transformation into the car talk for a next generation with another automobile-related dispute, this time between brother Luis and sister Alejandra, neither of whom are either a monk or a nun. They actually are brother and sister to one another uh and uh and so who is it who is bringing the case is it you louise
3: uh yes it is me i'm the one who arranged this
1: and you are the you are the younger sibling
3: yeah and my sister didn't have any idea who you were i was just like you're gonna do this
1: okay uh i and did you and, and where are you located uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, did you come and see me when I performed in Madison? I sadly did not uh, because okay. I was in I Milwaukee. I think I have everything I need to make my decision. <laughs> <laughs> even though. Even <laughs> though I, Judge Sean Hodgman exits the courtroom. Even though you tried no. to prejudice me against your sister, Louise, <laughs> <laughs> which even for a little brother is a pretty weaselly thing to do, she at least committed a crime of ignorance. First of all, let me get some basics down. You guys are what ages? Uh, I'm 21. Okay. And I'm 22. Okay. And and where, and you live in the Madison area? Yes. Okay. And where do you live?
3: Uh, We live right now about. Do you share, do you share an
1: apartment or something?
3: Uh, Right now we're living at home and with our parents.
1: Can can I correct him real quick? Oh, Oh.
2: I just moved out yesterday. (laughs) And I no longer have a car. And so I know how asking he feels. Me. She's so asked for rides. <laughs> he gave me a ride today.
1: Okay, so yeah. it's all settled then? No,
2: not at all. <laughs> now he's so the one goes, with the car.
3: It goes deeper than this because she so often prefers giving rides to Eric, her boyfriend, rather than me and doing other stuff for him as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: that's her boyfriend. <laughs> that's why. I hope that she prefers to do other stuff for him rather than you. <laughs>
3: yes. but I'm her, I'm her blood. She should give me a ride to school.
1: You're a grown-up. You both are. <laughs> and I don't care that you moved out yesterday, Alejandra. What is your age again? I'm 22 years old. You're 22 years old and you moved out of your parents' home yesterday. Well done. You are beginning to act like an adult. Thank you. But as of yesterday. Okay, so <laughs> you got a lot of dragon rights. Okay, cool. Now, <clears throat> Now, for the sake of podcast verite, because now that you've moved out, it seems like this may be settled law. I'm not sure. Let's pretend like it was. Y- okay, Louise. Okay, I will have orders. Let's pretend like it was yesterday. Okay? It's just a matter of faith that we're talking today and not yesterday anyway. You are bo- you're both living at home. I'm setting the scene now. Both living in your parents' home. How many vehicles does, do, do you guys have access to?
3: Uh, basically, one. Although our, we have our parents' cars, but by the time we need to like go somewhere, they're usually. Come on, at work. you
1: don't want to drive around your parents' old Monte Carlo or whatever. That old Savannah. has a very nice. nice car. What does nice. what 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 your mom drive? A Santa Fe, a Hyundai
2: okay. Santa Fe, and a Ford Not F 150.
1: Market. Oh, wait, so you have a. So dad drives a Ford F 150. Yes. Mom drives a Hyundai Santa Fe. Yes. And then there is a third garbage car that you guys get to fight over. Is that what's going on?
3: <laughs> yes, uh, it's a it's another Hyundai uh, Sonata, but this mm-hmm. one has like a broken side mirror oh. and like a missing hubcap. Oh no! So it pretty, it's
1: pretty oh. it small.
2: It's, ni- <laughs> it's a 1997, but, but it's pays,
1: lovely. Who pays the insurance on it? Um, I do. Oh, you do. All right, very good. Even more like a grown up.
2: Or I, I, I split it. I don't know. Split it with- I know that I pay a lot for oh, it.
3: We just, our, our mom it. just tells us to give her money at the end of the month, and then we uh-huh. just give
1: whatever amount of money she asks and for. And how long has that been going on? A year. Okay. okay. And how much money do you give her typically?
2: Um, I usually give her about $210. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but she
3: was also ah! paying. For-
1: <laughs> what, and how much do you give Louise? <laughs> do uh, 50 50 <laughs> 50 Yes, that's yeah, well, your cell phone bill. Yeah, you know what? You have a right. no. It's extra too. You have a, you My have cell a, phone thirty. You have a right to complain about this Hyundai Sonata that you use for re, for free while you're living at home, <laughs> eating for free, presumably, and paying yes. fifty dollars on insurance. <laughs> Do you? Is the car paid for? Is it? Is there still? It a, is. All right. So yeah. you're, you're not. You're obviously you're not paying any car payments. The only expense no. of this car is $50, and it doesn't have a hubcap. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. All right, I'm going to stop I'm going to stop making fun of you guys now, because you're, you're young. There's no reason why you shouldn't be living at home when you're 21, 22. You're just out of college, or going to college, presumably, or making a lives for yourself. So I, I, I don't mean to be too rough on you. I have kids, and I hope that they live with me for a little while after they come uh, get out of college, as long as I go to the college I want them to go to, <laughs> which is the homeschool college of my living room.
2: no. Oh. <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, and I'm
1: sure that your mom and dad love for you guys to to be living there, and I'm sure they're sad, Alejandra, that you've moved out.
2: They are, right. and my mom cried a little bit. Yeah, that's because she's your mom. But I've moved out three times, so okay. this but is the fourth time.
1: Let's fo- let's focus for a moment on your little brother, who seems to believe that the world owes him a ride in a car. <laughs> uh, you you are still in college, is that correct? Yes, I am. You are studying something. <laughs> yeah. What are you studying? Uh, art education. Oh, okay. So you are going to become an art teacher? Yes, in the high school, hopefully. Okay. And you are an artist yourself? I mean, yeah. I would presume you have to be to some degree. Yeah, no, I'm just taking it because it's easy. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what these paints do. Uh, um, why don't you guys <laughs> put, put, them on, art put them on the thing? Too. I'm not making fun of art majors. I'm just trying to get the lay of the land here. So you're also a deadbeat then, Alejandra? <laughs> I am
2: not a deadbeat. I work about forty to forty-five hours a week as a manager and server at a restaurant. But in the meantime, I try to make art when I can. But I do prefer writing. But yes, I'm just an art major.
1: You you work at. Uh, I don't want you to buzz market the place, but is it Canadian? House a pizza and garbage?
2: Um, no. I don't know if I think it's similar. Okay. Quite definitely. So you're so you're
1: an art major. You work full time. Mm-hmm. Uh And you and you like to write as well. Is that correct?
2: Yes, that is okay. correct. Well,
1: I feel like we all know each other really well now. So, <laughs> so uh, Luis, state for me very clearly what the problem is. You won't get a ride um, when you want one?
3: Well, it's not that I I don't often ask for rides, but when I do, she always says no. And that's the problem.
1: Well, do you not know and how to
3: drive? I, I do know how to drive. Okay. But the thing is, she needs the car to go to work as okay. well as me to go to school. So... We're trying to balance our schedules together, and she often refuses to wake up a little bit earlier to give me. A ride. Oh, oh,
2: hold on, Your Honor, if you don't mind, me I do mind. Me. I do mind. Oh, please, I have a comment.
1: Order, just say, <laughs> just say, I object.
2: I object. Okay,
1: I sustain. I've it. never
2: been to court, but I object. Me neither. <laughs>
1: but I'll see where you're going. All right, One I object. Go.
2: He, for some reason, doesn't understand that if I don't have to be to work till 11, I don't want to get up at 830 and give him a ride when I am six miles uptown at my boyfriend's house. And I I'm, nowhere, I'm nowhere near him. And even when I leave the car, you can't
1: object right now, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> even when I leave the car for him, he won't take it. So wait a minute. Now I object. <laughs> <laughs> you. So you're taking the car up. To be, You're taking a car to your boyfriend's house and sleeping over, which is your right Not to do always. as an adult person. But you're saying that you, Luis, you call for a ride, you call your sister for a ride when she's still at her boyfriend's house saying, come back to the house, pick me up and drive me to school. Is that what's going on? Well, out? she, she won't even give me a ride when she's at our house. And I usually don't ask
3: her when she's at Eric's house, but she'll give you Eric usually, rides you, even you, when he's here. When he's where?
1: At your, At your house? Yeah, at our house. So, Alejandra, do you give Eric's? What? What do you mean? He you what?
2: What he's trying to say is that when I am here at the home and we are together and I am available to do it, I do not want to give him a ride downtown. Okay. Which I don't think is entirely true. I think I've done it on a few accounts, at least a third. of the accounts.
1: A third, but uh, one third of the times that you are asked, you can yeah. Apply. So let's.
2: Let's just say it was probably fifteen to twenty times tops this past semester. Okay. But whenever I'm with Eric, I never say no to Eric. First of all, by the I way, you're twenty three years
1: old. Your twenty three years old semesters are over in your life.
2: <laughs> they
1: are. You they're over. Stop. You have to stop thinking that way.
2: I know, I go by his I well, my brother's still in college, so I still think like a college student sometimes. And your boyfriend. <laughs> oh, and my boyfriend, yeah. We're, they're terrible. Stop. Yeah, he goes to the same college,
1: same place. So what does that mean? What do you care? It's the same distance So, of riding. I don't understand what you... What, so, wait a minute. When she is at her boyfriend's place with the car, do you ask her to come pick you up and drive you to school? Yes or no? I don't. I, I've given up on asking her. So you did, but she, she said no, and so you stopped. Yeah. When she is home and you ask for a ride, she says that you give her, that she gives you a ride one-third of the time. Is that accurate or inaccurate? I'm yeah. going to say it's inaccurate. What would be more accurate? One fifth or one sixth? One fifth or one sixth? That's a little steep. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> I, you know, I've given you a lot of leeway, Alejandra. I'm going to try to protect this young child from you because you cleared, would it be fair to say that you have terrorized him since the day he was born?
2: I think there was a, I think there was a gap where I didn't, but you know, yes, most there was of the a time. Th-
1: a thirty day reprieve <laughs> when, she, when, when you When you were when you were, when you were sedated year. for minor surgery.
2: But but get this. He followed me and went to the same college as me for three
1: years. I don't want to Two go through years. all of this crazy stuff. <laughs> okay. Let's cars. just stipulate that the older sister has tortured the younger brother since birth. <laughs> and the younger brother has, 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 uh, has annoyed the older sister He's by, wanting be, by wanting to be around her all the time because he loves her. This is the way it is always. With <laughs> older sisters and younger brothers. If you guys think that you're unique, guess what? You, can, you legally are required to stop thinking yourself unique once you are 24. So you just have a very <laughs> short period of time before you have to give up this illusion. Luis, when yes. you are home, no matter what the proportion of times she says yes, when you are home and she is home and you need to go somewhere in the car, why are you asking her for a ride if you can drive?
3: If I have to go somewhere that's not school, I'll go ahead and drive. But when I go to school, there's no parking downtown. It's mm-hmm. really hard.
1: Don't object. I want you're. Okay. Unless... Let him finish Cause... one sentence, please. Okay. Because I'll be at school for. Now, you know, Alejandra, like... what? No, Alejandro. Just...
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be at school for eight hours, and yeah, I could go park in a garage, but that'll be like $10, and it'd oh. be free if she just gave me a ride and a little gas money from me.
1: How much gas money would you give her to drive to the.
3: If she did it regularly, I'd give her $10 a week.
1: You'd give her $10 a week to be your chauffeur.
2: (laughs) So so Luis borrows my mom's car. So that's the first thing, is when my car is there and my mom's car is there, my mom's car is much nicer. So Luis will just take her car. He won't even touch my car. But then on the weekends, he takes my mom's car. He works as a a student teacher or a teacher Mm -hmm. at a little technology program, and he... He will take her car for many hours downtown, and he will little, go down by there. Little te-
1: by little technology, you're talking about nanobots, possibly. Small. I'm not sure. Small things. <laughs> I think.
2: I think more like Photoshop and like, like
1: computer. Business. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I misunderstood. You're just trying to run him but, down. I get it. Okay. But nanobots.
2: he never, never, ever, ever, never in the history of the like whole year that he's been bothering to take her car downtown has he filled up her gas? He has never filled up her gas.
1: Ever. Well, is your mom involved in this dispute? My mom bullies
2: me into driving my brother. My mom makes right. me feel like a horrible person. She, She's like, you're, a, you're awful. You're a terrible sister. You don't want to help your brother. Go give him a ride. And then she'll make me feel like for the rest of the night, she'll just give me the stink eye mm-hmm. if I don't do it. And I'm like, I'm 22 years old. If I don't want to take my brother downtown because I know he's fully capable of doing it himself, I don't have to.
1: And what are you doing typically when you're refusing to give your brother a ride downtown? Well,
2: usually when he gets done from school, I'm already at work. Right. But then usually in the mornings, I'm sleeping because I work so late, or I stay up, or I go out with my how friends. Far, how like, far a
1: ride is it from your house to downtown to school? Uh, about fifteen minutes. It's about fifteen minutes. About Okay. We, but, can, we can concur on that. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> how late do you? And how late do you work, Alejandra?
2: Um, if I close and I'm a server, about. 10 30 11 and then if mm-hmm. i close and as a manager depending on the weeknight probably like 11 30 mm-hmm. or midnight
1: and how far away is your is your uh, is your restaurant your my house, restaurant is garden.
2: right in between now and school here so in school
1: seven minutes away about yeah okay ten and how far away is your boyfriend's uh, domicile
2: my boyfriend's house is about 15 to 20 minutes depending on construction all the way in the other direction from downtown.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Believe me, I'm constructing an incredibly accurate diorama (laughs) of your lives here in in Plasticene. Yay. It's it's fantastic. It's like that table in Game of Thrones. It's a perfect map of of your world. (laughs) (laughs) Whose car is it? I'm going to ask you first, Luis, and then I want to hear your answer, Alejandra. Whose car Uh, is it, Luis?
3: Really, it's our parents' car, but I'd say It's both of ours, but she acts like it's more hers.
1: Well, she refers to it as my car. (laughs) I would agree with you on that, Alejandra. Whose car is it?
2: Well, given the fact that I put gas in it and take it to the, what do you call it? Is it like a wash, a car wash? I take it to the car wash and I,
1: I fill the tires. Call it a water put on (laughs) shack.
2: I what couldn't you, what, think of what, what, what you it, call a car wash but like, I, I try to like, a soap rubbing machine factory
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sounds like a different thing though
1: I know go on <laughs> but,
2: <it's, laughs> it, but I think it's more like so
1: you take it to the car wash I, how often do you bring it to the car wash because this is a bearing on a case that we just heard
2: probably like twice twice a year I try to do it and like vacuum it out real good like in the spring and in the fall
1: mm-hmm, okay so you care for the car
2: and I, I have a sent. I have a sentiment towards it too. Like I have emotions about and there's it because no today. No real
1: sentiment in my quarters. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she also crashes. But it. wait a minute. You were about to give an example okay, of your sentiment. Okay, okay. But you backed mom's car into a truck. <laughs> I want to hear about this in a second. But what was your what was your example of your sentiment? You have a sentiment towards well, it. Like well, today, you referred to it by even your special today, like
2: you know, with the moving process, I've. Basically, given up the car and settled for my bike, which is fine, but I saw it today and I was like, Oh, I miss you so much, car. Like, I just yeah. love my car. Yeah, 22 and, and years
1: old, you're going to feel that way about everything.
2: I know. <laughs> I do. You're leaving
1: childhood behind, including this car. Yes, I am. Louise. Yes. Why don't you put some <laughs> gas in this car? I don't
3: use it enough because she always uses it. But so if he
1: wanted you want to- How do you get to school regularly, Louise, I'm just trying to understand your life. I. I how, often do you have cla- how often do you have classes? Uh, Four
3: days a week this
1: semester, but five usually. Okay. And what time and how how much time do you need to be there? Like, how long, how long are you going to spend there during the day?
3: Anywhere from, like, probably five hours minimum to maybe eight.
1: And you need to be there earlier than she needs to be at work?
3: Yeah, but she said, like, 8.30. That's a lie. Like, one of my days, I don't go until, uh, like, 11. And, like, that's a pretty... Reasonable but I'm time. at work
2: by then.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what time you go to work. Ten thirty is when the server shift starts. I think what this comes down to, basically, it's clear that this car thing is not working out for you guys, and now it may be rendered moot, right? By the pretty fact much. That you've, by, by the fact that you've moved, and now Alejandro, you saying you're relying on your bicycle? Yes. So where did you move?
2: I moved right downtown, actually, like just right in the Capitol Square area.
1: So you don't even have this car anymore.
2: No, I can walk to work now. I don't have to even think about my brother. you don't
1: have to brag about it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I am going to need rides eventually. And I know that he's going to give me hell. He's going to have to help me.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, turnabout is fair play. So now it's now
2: it's now we're switching it up.
1: Yeah, well, it doesn't feel good, does it, big sis?
2: No, it feels awful.
1: <laughs> Terrible. Because now the whole situation is reversed, is it not, Luis? Now you have almost sole control of this car.
3: Yeah, but the thing is, I'm such a nice and loving brother that whenever oh, she asks for a ride, I'm always there. I could, I beg
1: her to think of a time I refuse to pick her up from work. Alejandra, is that is that true or not true?
2: It is true. He's a really good brother. And he, <laughs>
1: And he always picks you up when you ask him?
2: He does. I think it's also because mom pressures him because she doesn't want me bike riding at night. Yeah, but, but...
1: Mom, mom pressures you, and you. She don't does. Give it. and you. don't I think give that's him. just
2: her job. She just pressures. Yeah. She's a peer. She's a bully. Let's step- mom, mom doesn't pressure that's, me that's because, because I'm not. Nice. All, right, all right, I will have order. I will
1: have order. <laughs> <laughs> what, this com- what, com- what this comes down to is, at this point, the car, the, the the sharing of the car is completely unfeasible to begin with. Second of all, uh, it's not even a, a, a point of dispute anymore because. The car is now de facto in control of Luis. What it really comes down to is fairness. Do you guys uh, extend each other the same courtesies uh, equally? uh, I don't think so. Brotherly or sisterly way. You don't think so, Alejandra?
2: No, I think I. I okay. And this is what I've told my mother. I don't think that I'm a bad person or a selfish person. I think I'm lazy. I'm incredibly lazy, and I'm not going to lie. Like I work a lot, and I'm really tired. Maybe I just don't want to do it because. I'm bitter when I wake up, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, could, I know deep down in my heart that I should do these things for my brother. I know it with all my common sense. It's just a matter of like changing in me the fact that I'm so incredibly, just like not willing to do things for other people. I really need to just, that's like my one character wow. flaw that I
1: need to work on. It shows an amazing amount of personal insight, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so you appreciate that this is a flaw. You are essentially, I do, yeah. You are essentially confessing that you, mm-hmm. do, that you do not give your brother as many rides or the same consideration that he would afford to you. This is true. I think it would be helpful to have a, a third party uh, to weigh in. Uh, is there another witness that you would like to bring to the case?
2: Um, well, my boyfriend Eric is here with me.
1: Oh, okay. Eric, are you here? I am here. Eric, have you heard the testimony so far from both sides? Yeah, I've been listening. All right. As an expert witness, uh, 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 do you agree with... First of all, you and Alejandra are still uh, involved. Are you seeing each other? You're going yes. steady? <laughs> yes. All right. And uh, and would you agree with her testimony that she is lazy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> i <I'm darn> it. <laughs> do you, do For the most you, part, yeah. Do you think that she is uh, unduly uh, stingy with ride-giving to her little brother?
0: Uh, I see it, yeah. I see.
1: Okay. Uh, is there anything
0: you'd like to say in her defense? I, I just want to say um, that I, myself, often transport myself downtown. Mm-hmm. And I live um, probably twice the distance that Luis has to travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, in the winter, I would rely on rides. But now that it's gotten nicer, I don't think the bus system is terribly bad in Madison. And mm-hmm. biking distance is you can pretty much bike as fast as you can drive there.
1: Uh, yeah. How do you, and how do you resolve the parking issue when you get downtown?
0: Um, parking sucks pretty much downtown. So.
1: So when you um, dri- that when is you a dri- problem. When you dr- do you drive yourself into town, or are you saying you take the bus? I never drive downtown. You never drive downtown.
0: No, I always take the bus or bike.
1: See, this whole thing has set me off com- considerably because I was ready, Louise, to just tear into you. You seem like a really nice guy, but I think you would agree you don't fill up the gas on the car particularly often. You pay uh, less. Uh, yeah. You pay less in insurance. You don't wash it uh, uh, twice a year. Uh, you uh, you have not gotten that hubcap fixed, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You 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 do not require the car to get uh, to a job. And you do require the car... You, that doesn't even sound like you require the car to get to town. Because you say you uh, take the bus. I think the main issue
3: comes when I'm carrying around, like... Like, this is one specific example. I had three four-foot boards of wood I need to get um, to my art room. What uh, kind of boards of wood
1: <laughs> are you carrying around? Why are you carrying around uh, boards of wood? Well, I was
3: in a printmaking class this semester, and mm-hmm. it was wood cut, so...
1: It was what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. Woodcut relief printmaking. Three? So, so we- four-foot boards? Like, how? Like what are the dimensions in these boards of wood? Four feet by two feet, right? Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. And uh, and you don't want to bring those in the bus because you're going to look like a jerk?
3: Yeah, and they're really heavy, so carrying them to the bus stop and from wherever the bus gets off to the art building, up six flights of floors, like, that's a
1: trek. And how often is it in your life that you you have to transport boards of wood?
3: Um I've had to do it about 4 times the semester and she helped 0
1: times. Ooh. Yeah. I only that's knew right. I
2: only knew of the board's one time
1: to be fair. See
2: Alejandro, you're really <laughs> throwing
1: me off because even though I said all big sisters and all little brothers are the same, I have never known a big sister to be as self-critical as you are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I went to art school so critique is my specialty
1: yeah wow i you know i judge
2: myself as well as i judge others
1: yeah and you're not looking very good right now
2: i'm trying (laughs) no i'm not trying you don't want to
1: win this thing because you don't care (laughs) no but okay because you live in town fine okay i'll get ugly let's get ugly
2: finally my brother does not give a flying hoo-ha about that car he does not he like i'll come up to him and be like do you need a ride do you want one and he'll be like well, if I'm such a burden, then no, and like sasses me, and I'm like, well, now I don't want to give you a ride at all. Like, why would I want to give somebody a ride who sasses
1: me? Are you an ungrateful little brother, Louis? Do you say, do you oh. sass your older sister?
3: It's just that she's refused me so many times that I've gotten cold. That feels like a mean joke when she asks me for a ride.
1: Is it a mean joke, older sister? Are you sitting down? Are you like are you like Lucy sitting down a football for? charlie brown to come running at. not at all
2: i don't know what i'm doing anymore yeah i don't
1: either you're in the, you're in the big big change of life period right now you're 22 <laughs> years old you're living in the big city you're working yeah. what are you going to do for the rest of your life alejandra
2: hopefully i will move in a few years and you know like once i've like made enough money like start something that's more in the artistic field but like what for Well, I'd like to work in a gallery or, like, with a collective and, like, organize art shows and artists and events. Those are the things that I like to
1: do more so than making art. And where would you want to move?
2: I haven't really decided. I think that Colorado sounds like a good place or Arizona, but just somewhere. Those Those
1: are definitely random states. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking for drier weather whether it's cold or hot as long as it's like yeah. in between
1: you yeah okay
2: and so so basically when it comes down to weather my brother has an incredibly nice bike that he paid a hundred some dollars for and i don't know why he can't just bike downtown we when he got, doesn't have What about any... the
1: boards of wood
2: <laughs> get a trailer
1: get a trailer it's for your my bike all right now younger brother what do you want to do with your life I want to be a
3: teacher, and that's about as much as I figured out. That's pretty Uh, good. Yeah, very noble, right? Do you you also want to move to drier weather? I'll probably just follow my
1: sister wherever she goes. He
2: probably will, and then my mother will die alone here because he's such a terrible person.
1: Are you saying that, first of all, are you saying that it's your brother's obligation to live at home while you go running off to Arizona?
2: But he does have a couple more years yet. He'll probably, well, he's... He's going to get an apartment too soon. So we're both trying to take this as the year to grow up.
1: I can tell. I can tell you're trying. I can also tell you're failing. (laughs) But when I come back from Chambers,
0: I will render a decision that is going to help and hurt both of you. Yay. (laughs) Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Alejandra, I mean, I understand that this is a tough period in your life, but I don't know, maybe you need to just... Take some time and get your head straight.
2: Oh, how does one do
0: that? I don't know. Like one of those silent you, retreats or that? something. Oh, I'm still a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets worse and worse. And then you have a kid and you're like, oh, my God, what am I doing?
2: And I, I work around kids all day, so I don't know what I'm doing either.
0: Oh, boy.
2: They're scary. <laughs> they like they can't they can't eat right.
0: You got any recommend? You don't know. <laughs> With all due respect, shut your pie hole <laughs> Luis, Luis, you got any tips? You've got the blithe confidence of youth
3: oh, Well, I will probably be spending my whole life working with children now So, I don't know This is a good chance for her to baby me And, you know, practice before she has her own kids
2: I'm not your mom
0: Jeez, I, we're going to have to let the judge decide this one He's wise Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom children, stop
1: fighting, I'm going to solve
0: your lives for you
1: <laughs> or make them more complicated. First of all, Alejandra, you may be many things, but you are not lazy. And I don't think you should put that on yourself. You are, go- you are working a job quite a bit. You are uh, out in the world. You are earning money and presumably saving some. Oh, I hope. <laughs> uh, or, or trying to, at least. Trying to, yeah. Uh, you, uh, you have your own apartment, is that correct now? I do now. You, uh, you, you have rented your own apartment in the big city of Madison, Wisconsin. You're doing everything that you need to do in order to become an adult, including taking care of a car until recently, and including mm-hmm. uh, being confused and not knowing whether you're doing any of the right things, which is totally normal <laughs> and Exactly exactly what should be going on right now. If I were to put one fault on you, which is one that you have confessed yourself, is that you have been, in a somewhat sisterly way, ungracious and ungenerous
2: (laughs) to your your
1: annoying little brother. (laughs) And you have lorded...
2: He's not that annoying. He's lovely.
1: You have lorded your age and your power over him, as is what happens among children uh, when there is an older sister and a younger brother. And that is also perfectly normal for children. You have denied your brother rides, un- unduly so, and your brother will now deny you rides, and that is karma.
0: And that is something
1: you are going to <laughs> have to K live word. with. the K-word. Yes. That is something you are going to have to live with. Luckily, you don't need a lot of rides. Luckily, yeah. But part of being an adult is knowing that what goes around comes around, whether it's on a bus or in a Hyundai. <laughs> and so your brother is well within his rights, if he so chooses, to be somewhat stingy now that he has full use of the Sonata. i doing a lot yes. of buzz marketing for Hyundai. But, <laughs> but Luis, <laughs> you are 21 years old? Yes. You got to get it together now. <laughs> you won. You got the car. It's time for you to start taking care of yourself and stop asking people in your life for rides, literally and figuratively. You have to pay the insurance for this car. If you want to use this car, you got to talk to your mom. You got to say, I'm going to give you a dollar. I'm going to take over this car. Uh, I want a uh, name on the title. I want to start paying for the insurance. I'm going to start taking it for baths. I'm going to, st- I'm going to make sure that it's vacuumed out. I'm going to fix that, uh, that side mirror. you got to take responsibility. And if you got boards of wood and you want to take them to school, you put them in the Sonata and you park it in a garage for ten dollars. Because that's what <laughs> ups do.
2: Getting this boy to spend his money is like getting a cat to be friendly. It just it doesn't work. It just
1: doesn't happen. There's plenty of friendly cats. Was I, I, was tr- I was trying to
2: think of it. It's like, okay. I can't think of a better one. I apologize.
1: No, it's okay. I'll, I'll allow your bickering because that's what it's all about between brothers and sisters, particularly if close in age. I get it, but, but he's like my best friend. I can I can tell your pals, and now it is time to move beyond the lording over and the and the passive aggressive. You know, if, only if it's not too much trouble to give me a ride. All that stuff has to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I find in favor of Alejandra. Uh. Party!
2: <laughs> Time to get the beers.
1: Because she was, because even though she was being a jerk to you, Luis, and admits it, mm-hmm. she was taking care of her adult business with regard to caring for the car and getting herself to work and moving on with her life and deserved a rest, and you (laughs) equally deserved a chance to figure out how to get your boards from one part of Wisconsin to another without always relying on family. That said, it's your turn now, Luis, Mm -hmm. to take over that car, take responsibility for it, and you are entitled, karmically, so to speak, terrible pun, to deny (laughs) rides to your sister at will forever after. Are you going to do it? Are you going to be the kind of person who takes vengeance? Or are you both going to be the (laughs) kinds of brothers and sisters who are able to relate to each other as adults now that you are adults? That's the question that I cannot answer. Only you can by your behavior in the future. Also, Luis, you should probably move out of your house. (laughs) You're a grown-up, you should probably get your own place soon. Alejandra, you were a jerk. You're going to pay for it but you were right in this case. This is the sound of a gavel.
0: Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Louise, how do you feel?
3: I feel kind of mixed because at least I got a confirmation that my sister is a jerk and I will be able to reprimand her later on for this. Alejandra, are you
0: ready to change your life?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I know that I will definitely be a lot kinder to my brother after this and a bit more generous.
0: Luis Alejandra, thank you for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun. .org/join The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Stitch Fix.
1: You know that boost of confidence you get when you put on an outfit that just feels good? You know what that's like? That's what I get when I use Stitch Fix. With Stitch Fix, you get a human stylist, not AI. A human being who understands your style, size and budget. They do all the shopping for you and it's the easiest way to update your wardrobe this season or any other.
0: This professional stylist picks the clothes. They can either send you a box where anything you don't want is unbelievably easy to return, or they can make a little storefront for you just from stuff that they recommend for your taste and your body. Uh it, it is an absolutely incredible service. They give you styling advice, outfit recommendations, the whole thing soup to nuts. And like I said, if you don't want it, if you don't like it, it is unfathomably easy to send it back. They give you an envelope that's big enough, that has the postage and the labels on it. All you have to do is shove the thing in there, close it up, and drop it off at your local mailing center. It is that easy.
1: Can I also say the stuff that my stylist at Stitch Fix picks for me? I really like it. Like, they know me. And it's really terrific. Plus, if you've got small people in your life, sadly, my small people are now adults, shopping for themselves. But if you've got little kids, it's a terrific way to, to get togs for your kids. Style that makes you feel as you, as you want to look. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash JJHO. That's stitchfix.com slash JJHO. Stitchfix.com slash
0: JJHO. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura Frames.
1: Hey, Mother's Day is coming up. Do you have a mom in your life that you'd like to celebrate? There are very few better ways than giving an Aura frame to someone you care about. These are beautifully Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos of your memories with your mom, stepmom, a mentor, friend, uh, whatever it is in your life who might enjoy seeing photos from your life. Aura frames are the way to go.
0: Judge, there's a very special mom in my life, Ms. Teresa Thorne. Yes. Uh, That's my wife and also a a whole human being in her own right. Guess what's what's on her bedside table? Yes, that's right. You guessed it in one, an Aura frame. (laughs) What I love about the Aura frame is you don't have to load a bunch of stuff onto an SD card or whatever, like with the old digital frames. It is so easy to get the pictures on there. So like when Teresa texts me a cute picture of one of our children or our dog, Uh, or one of our siblings texts us a cute picture of one of them or one of their children, Uh, all I have to do is hit that share button on my phone and I can share it right to the frame and then it lives there for as long as I want. I can also take it off whenever I want, but I don't even have to open the Aura Frames app, which is a great app, but I don't even have to go there. It just goes straight into wherever I want it, uh, whichever frame I want, or I have multiple Aura Frames in my house, or all of them. Uh, It is incredibly easy. That's why Wirecutter chose it as the best digital photo frame. That's why it's one of Oprah's favorite things. Uh, it is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages.
1: Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame.
0: That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use the code Hodgman at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Hi, this is Biz, and this is the final season of One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. This is going to be a year of celebrating all that makes this podcast and this community magical.
1: I'm so glad that I found your podcast.
0: I just cannot thank
2: you enough for just being the voice of reason as I'm trying to figure all of this out thank you and cheers to your incredible show and the vision you had to provide this space for all of us. This is still a show about life after giving life. And yes, there will be swears. You can find us on MaximumFun.org. And as always, you are doing a great job.
1: All right, class, tomorrow's exam will cover the extinction and de-extinction of the dodo,
0: PowerPoint as an art form, and the history of Eurovision. Any questions? Uh, Yes, you in the back.
2: Uh, what is this? It's the podcast Let's Learn Everything, where we learn about science and a bit of everything else.
1: My name's Tom, I studied cognitive and computer science, but I'll also be your teacher for intermediate emojis.
2: My name's Caroline, and I did my master's in biodiversity conservation, and I'll be teaching you intro to things the British Museum stole. My name's Ella,
3: I did a PhD in stem cell biology, so obviously I'll be teaching you the history of fan fiction.
2: Class meets every other Thursday on Maximum Fun.
3: So do I still get credit for this? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Obviously not. No. It's a podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
1: We're back. Broadcasting live from my chambers plaza. And the law offices of we do we cheat them and what now? Do we judge them and how? Do we judge them and how? I wish people liked us the way that they like them. I used to I used to listen to them before they were national on WBUR wow. in Boston. I used to listen to them local when they would occasionally talk about cars.
0: <laughs> you mean instead of just reading jokes that people forwarded them to them on the internet? i not I'm not going to I'm not going to play that. I'm not going to be mean to them. <laughs> I like them. They're wonderful. The,
1: I like them. They're wonderful and they're good business people.
0: They are. They're great radio hosts. They're they're among the best. I Natural, I have nothing natural but things to say about them. Natural
1: broadcasters. And next Growing, time some yeah, hipster makes fun of uh, Garrison Keeler in front of me, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch him in the nose.
0: Note to self. <laughs> yes, you know who that <laughs> message is for, Jesse. Uh, we've got a few um, items on the docket here that we could clear up if we want to change <laughs> the subject. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to be more click and clack. <laughs> um, okay, here's something from Bryson, B-R-Y-S-S-O-N. I'm going to go with Bryson. Bryson. A couple of years ago, I was issued a speeding ticket by a motorcycle cop. I was considering how to handle the ticket, whether to attend traffic school or appear in court and hope the cop didn't show up, when I read an article in the paper. The officer that issued my ticket had been involved in a traffic accident and was in the hospital. My friend Josh congratulated me on my tremendous luck. I ran the different scenarios through my head and decided that I could not bear to face a judge who would most likely know that I knew the officer wouldn't be there and why. I paid the fine and took traffic school. Josh says that I was stupid to pay the fine and I might as well have thrown the money away. I argue that I have a clean conscience and that is worth more than $500. Should I have tried to contest the ticket?
1: No, you did the right thing First of all, you were speeding You knew it And then you had an opportunity To what? Dance on the comatose officer (laughs) In order to get out of it (laughs) I believe it's called tap dancing on his iron lung Yeah, you were going to tap dance on his iron lung In order to save yourself uh, 500 bucks And feel terrible for the rest of your life You did the wrong thing you recognized it. You paid the price. You moved on. I think that your friend Josh is a dime store novel villain for suggesting that you're a dum dum for doing the right thing. And I would watch him carefully from now on.
0: Due process is for people that didn't do the thing that they are accused of, right? Due process is for everyone. But I mean, they're supposed to. That's when you're you, you could if You did it. And cop to it.
1: Uh, yes uh, well, that's the thing. It's like you know there is a systematic there's a system in place by which if the officer does not show up to the hearing, right it's it tends to be automatically dismissed. And it seems like Josh is sort of of the of the mindset which is you should use every part of the system to your advantage because the system uh, will not care about destroying you whether even if you are innocent. And I sort of see that cynical point of view. But it sort of reminds me of my wife's uh, high school students who believe that it is okay to cheat because everyone cheats and it's part of the system now for everyone to cheat on their tests and so forth. I don't think that that's a good way to learn, and I also think it's a great way to train sociopaths. So, yeah, if you know you've done something wrong, even if the system is set up to beat you, even if the man is trying to put you down all the time... Like, it seems foolish not to go ahead and and pay the fine for something you knew that you did wrong. Karmically, this is a little pun, uh, or I guess (laughs) motorcyclically, motorcycle cop. Motorcyclically? Motorcyclically, uh, that's no good. And especially if the only way that you would get over on the system uh, is by virtue of another person uh, being uh, in the hospital. That's terrible, terrible stuff. You wouldn't want to live that way. You already don't. That's why you wrote to me. You're right. He's wrong. Let's move on. Do Dude, you have anything for the buzz marketing segment of
0: the show? I do. Max FunCon East. <gasps> I'm choking with excitement. You and I will both be at Max FunCon East. I don't know. How would you describe Max FunCon to people who don't know what it is? Uh,
1: it is? It is like a miniature TED conference with more comedians, more s'mores, and a wonderful uh, low-key fireside uh, mood of of, uh, fellowship and entertainment for people who are not billionaires.
0: <laughs> We're putting on our first ever East Coast Max FunCon in October in the Poconos, uh, which we chose because it is driving distance from many of the major metropolies of uh, the eastern seaboard and uh, certainly driving distance from several major airports. And uh, we are so excited about it. Uh, this is the first time we have ever brought this to the East Coast. We've done, uh, this will be in June, our fourth West Coast Max Fun Con, And, you know, every time we do it, someone comes up to me and says that it, it sincerely says that it changed their life. Um, and it's, you know, it's just a wonderful weekend of... And, and that person is always me.
1: But it's still yes. great.
0: <laughs> and that's just because, I mean... Every time you go away to Max Funcon, I murder one member of your family. You think I would have I would have figured this out by now. <laughs> but you really can't put two and two together. So wise but so stupid. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Max MaxFunCon East is October 26th through 28th. You can find more information and get tickets now at MaxFunCon.com. We have not announced the lineup, although I have just revealed that both you and I will be there. Um, and the reason we don't announce the lineup, people sometimes ask, why don't you announce the lineup? Um, yeah, is because we would rather have people who are there to go to Max Funcon. Or at least a preponderance of people who are there to go to Max FunCon than because they want to see one particular performer or do one particular thing, because it makes for a better sort of community environment. And frankly, these events are very intimate. There are only a couple of hundred people there, of whom roughly 25% are performers or presenters of some kind. And so, it, it, our challenge isn't filling the joint, um, and. So what we want to do is make sure that it's a really special event for everyone who comes. And what we find generally is that, you know, people who are there for the event um, are happier than people who are there just because they, you know, they, they want to see Journey. Oh, great. Now I spilled the beans. No, but there is I know of at least one very special guest
1: that we are not prepared to announce yeah. Who I am going to be very excited to see and spend time with. It's not just like a like a, a festival, right? Where you go and you and you see a lot of bands play or whatever on a stage far away, and then you eat some tacos and then hang around on a field, right? This is a small event where personally I go not only because I enjoy performing there because the audiences are fantastic, not only to see the amazing uh, other uh, creators and performers. Uh, comedians and actors and and other interesting people who come to present there but also because I like the people who come to just be there and I enjoy seeing them year after year and I enjoy getting to know them it really is a thing where everybody is part of the lineup so if you want to know who's in the lineup it's me and it's Jesse some secret people who will be announced later and if you sign up you're part of the lineup too.
0: Yeah, and you can take a look at who's been at past Max Fun Cons if you want to get an idea of the kind of folks who have been at this thing in the past. Um uh, it's it's an amazing group of people who have joined us and it will be again for MaxFunCon East so go to MaxFunCon.com for more information and tickets it's October 26th through 28th and I want to extend a special thank you to our co-sponsors for MaxFunCon East uh, uh, my affiliate station in New York City WNYC um, who are uh, just, I think, probably the best public radio station in the country, um, and have been a big part of helping us make this uh, Max Funcon East possible. And uh, look, I'm not going to say that it's possible that they might be involved in the lineup at some point, but it's possible. It's possible. Anything's possible. Could be. Who knows? We'll see. Maxfuncon.com. Um,
1: and how quickly did the tickets
0: sell out for Max Funcon West this year? Oh. Uh, I'll tell you that Max FunCon West is June 1st and tickets sold out on December 31st. So, so get your tickets quickly if you want to go. Please act fast. That's our time for the Judge John Hodgman podcast. We'll see you next time. Don't drive like my brother, <laughs> don't like drive like my judge. Goodbye. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at Forum.MaximumFun.org and our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.